This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Big weekend of college basketball. Things are really starting to take shape as we march towards March Madness. Keep the text coming on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. Hit us up on those socials. Hit that follow button. WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at WestBrian underscore 72, at WalkerMail, at HTB underscore Josh, and most importantly, at Wesson Walker on Twitter or X. Now let's get to it, baby. It's time to go to the campus. Kona, big, big weekend in ACC basketball. They are tremendous matchups, but we are going to start with North Carolina and Virginia, a place that has been a house of horrors of sorts for the Tar Heels. And this is going to be a tremendous matchup, but we know that we've seen Virginia, as of lately, they got trounced by their rivals, the Virginia Tech Hokies. They are limping into this matchup, to say the least, with a very strong North Carolina squad coming in, even though their play of late has been topsy-turvy. But this is a Tar Heel team that I think would really want to get this one in Virginia. Walker Mel, what do you think about this matchup coming up tomorrow at 4 p.m.? Well, I do agree with you that I think North Carolina does want to win this game. I do agree with that, that they would probably want to win in Charlottesville, but it has been tough for them. I do think that this is the time where Carolina would have enough athletic prowess over Virginia. They seem like the better team, but we know that Virginia is a squad that can sometimes make Carolina play to their pace. That's been a problem in years past. Can that happen again with R.J. Davis, with some of these other guys that are able to get out in transition? That's going to be really hard for Virginia to do, but they've done it in the past. I am I trust Carolina with their defense, though. I, even if it's fallen off maybe a little bit here in the second half of the season that's already transpired, I do think this is a defense that isn't going to be blown away by what they're going to go up against in uh, Charlottesville. So give me Carolina, and I think it's because of the defense that they win this game. Do we think that this is going to be a low-scoring game because these two teams, they definitely play uh, pretty good defense. And when you look at this thing, as we talked about, UVA has won the last eight games at John Paul Jones. The H.J. games are the most consecutive losses for Carolina at any one arena or at any opponent's home court. But Carolina's the top-scoring team in the ACC and in league play. Virginia allows the fewest amount of points in the league, uh, both overall and in ACC games. And so these two teams rank one and two in the league in field goal percentage defense, while UNC is first by percentage in defending the three, and Virginia is third. I think the Tar Heels are going to go in and get this thing done because I just don't think Virginia has enough firepower. You've got R.J. Davis that's ninth in the nation in scoring. Carolina leads the ACC in rebounding. Armando Baycott and Harrison Ingram rank one and two in all games while Ingram leads and Baycott is second in ACC action. Fitty, are you nervous coming into this matchup? What are the keys for Carolina to come out victorious? I mean, when you lose in a building eight straight times, you don't feel very confident going in, but you know, I still think this is the best team the ACC has to offer. I think Carolina's a national title contender. This is a game you should win if you are one of those types of, of teams. And so um, I think the biggest thing is is to not, you know, get hit in the mouth early because you know Virginia is going to come out looking to respond and bounce back after what happened the other night, scoring 41 points and getting beaten by 30 by your rival. And so I think if Carolina can just dominate the glass – and control the tempo that way, that's their that's the best way for them to win this game. 
I do think they can win this game 56-50, 60-56. Oh, yeah. Which is something that in years past wasn't the case. They had to get the game into the 70s to have a chance. If this becomes a game like it was at Clemson for Carolina back in January and they got to win at 60-55, to 55, they're more than capable of doing just that. Ryan Dunn has been excellent defensively, may just win Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC. He's also their leading rebounder as a guard. We keep going back to it, but Carolina really should just destroy them on the boards. Like, you have to win with that advantage because everybody else averages below four. Like, the next guy up is Buchanan at 3.4. And so, if you can just make sure Dunn doesn't crash enough and Baycott gets you 10, Harrison Ingram gets you 10, everybody else just doing their job there they should be able to get this job done on the glass and so you're right like I, I know we keep harping on it but man that's the thing if they allow Virginia to hang around within like I don't know seven of their total rebounds then yeah Cavaliers just might get it done in the game before that at 2 p.m. Duke will travel to Winston-Salem where the Demon Deacons are 45 and 5 at home since the 2021-2022 season they are undefeated 14 and 0 in Winston-Salem they are since we always love to talk about Wake and their tournament chances they're now 21 in Kempom, 24 in Torvik, and 27 in Nat. Steve Forbes has defeated Duke once as the head coach of Wake Forest, and Duke has won seven of the last eight meetings, including last season's two-point win, and including beating my Demon Deacons uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And when you look at this matchup as well, they've already seen each other once. Wake came close. We know the type of magic that the Demon Deacons can put on uh, at home, but this Duke team seems to really be rounding into shape. We talked about how good they've been as of recent. They've won five in a row. This is going to be a tremendous matchup, but I feel pretty confident uh, in Wake Forest in the way that they play at home. And I think the fact that when you have, again, my theory that when you have two pretty good teams that play each other, more than likely they split on each other's home court. Give me the Demon Deacons to take care of business uh, against Duke and get an all-important quad one win that Joe Lenardi can take and shove it up. Never mind. Mm. Go ahead. All right, Walker Mail, what you got? Duke mm. Duke has been so good lately, winning five straight. They've been beating teams by double digits in a lot of scenarios. Wake Forest, it wasn't. Against Duke or against uh, Wake Forest, Duke was able to separate after Hildreth, I think, scored a low post bucket. And then Duke separated themselves within the last like seven minutes of that contest. I think Duke wins this one and it really hurts Wake Forest even more. So I want Wake Forest to win. I hope they do. I think Duke ends up coming out on top. I just, Wake Forest, man, they're a roller coaster. <laughs> well, not at home, no. At home, they've been pretty consistent, and they lead the league in home scoring uh, as well. So, like I said, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it either as mm -hmm. to why they are so good at home. But I think it continues. Fitty, what say you on this matchup? I think Wake Forest wins. Right now, they're the 69th team, according to Joe Lenardi. Right which is a nice place to be when you're on the bubble. This win puts you puts you in the field. And so we've seen Duke be shaky away from home. They are coming off a 30-point win at Miami earlier th this week. But I think Steve Forbes knows it, man. Like, you can't put together three straight quality seasons in terms of win total but have three or but have no NCAA tournament appearances. You win this game, you avoid a typical Wake Forest loss, you're in the field. 
And so I think Wake Forest beats Duke to solidify themselves as a tournament team. All right, Walker Mail, Charlotte, and Tulsa. They will get it on. The 49ers are 11-3 against AAC opponents. They average 69 points and have outscored opponents by four points per game. Over their last 10 matchups, they are 8-2 with their opponents averaging 66.5 points. And the 49ers have been shooting 46% from the field. I know you're going to pick your 49ers, uh, but how great do they look when they bounce back from that uh, tough loss they had against Memphis? I think, yeah, I'm going to pick Charlotte here. And they need this game, too, if they want to have any shot of winning the regular season in conference because they got a huge matchup against South Florida at home on March 2nd. And if they can win this game on the road against Tulsa, they'll have a decent break. Here they are. They have this game on February 24th, tomorrow. And then they'll play March 2nd. So you got a, a few days before you play your next game at home. I I hope that that actually does wonders for this squad because right now they're behind FAU and they're behind South Florida for that conference lead. So the, Tulsa's only 500 in conference play. They've struggled against teams on the road, but still find a way to win the game even, even in the second half if they allow those guys to get back in it. So I, I just can't wait for the South Florida game. I hope they're not overlooking Tulsa also getting ready for the Bulls once they come to halt. Yeah, that's going to be a very anticipated matchup. Fitty, do you see Charlotte having any problems going on the road and taking on Tulsa? Yeah, he went to you, Fitty. It's okay. I know how you accuse me of not listening. I know you're doing other stuff as well, but Wes went to you there. Yeah, I just oh. asked you, do you think, uh, how you think Charlotte's going to fare on the road at Tulsa? I think they'll bounce back because I think they're – they're a well-coached basketball team, and they were competitive the other night before they weren't competitive in that second half at Memphis. I don't think you know their their best players will be that bad again. Um, and this game's important because they got to stay in the hunt to get a regular season title because seeding is going to be important for them. They need to be as high a seed as possible in the conference tournament because their only way into March is if they win the AAC tournament. All right. Well, other games of note this weekend, South Carolina will take on Ole Miss. South Carolina is one of 16 teams in the country with multiple top 10 victories this season. They've got four of those, and they are one of only four teams in the nation with a top five road win. But in Oxford, Ole Miss leads the series 15-4, even though the Gamecocks have won their last two games in Oxford over the past two seasons. App State that smacked Old Dominion just last night. They will take on Marshall. They will go on the road again. And their road conference win last night marked the third win number 13 in Sunbelt play, which broke their previous record for Sunbelt wins in a season that was set in 2021-2022. And then Clemson going back to the ACC. Clemson uh, will take on Florida State. Clemson and Florida State are tied for fifth in the ACC with Pittsburgh and NC State. So this is going to be an interesting matchup for the Tigers as well. They have made at least nine three-pointers in four of their last five games. In ACC play, though, they have shot well from three-point range on the road, averaging 38%. But at home, they shoot just 29%. Do any of these games have real intrigue for you or and add Boston College and NC State into the mix 
of that as well? Or is there any upset potential in any of these matchups? Yeah, Kevin from Boone, by the way, let's go app. We'll see if the Mountaineers can continue it. I think South Carolina at Ole Miss is going to be interesting just because South Carolina's had a couple falls here yeah, recently. they've been looking a little bit rough lately. And they're an eight seed right now, according to Joe Lenardi. So we'll see if South Carolina can get back on track. Just some house cleaning on my part, by the way. I said they were behind. I meant beside Florida Atlantic. But even Charlotte is in front with the same record in conference as FAU at 11-3 and because, of course, Charlotte beat FAU. And that's what got them going this season. So Charlotte's still second in front of the Owls, just to make that clear. Watman from Richfield, making sure that I know that. South Carolina Ole Miss, to answer your question, going back to it, I hope the Gamecocks can get this figured out again so they don't have this big old choke job and then fall out of the NCAA tournament. I don't expect that to happen, but it's still possible. It's still possible. I hope Gamecocks uh, end up beating the Rebels this weekend.